Now listen closely. They will attack your eye till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. Pro, pro tools, pro equipment. Um, we are back. We are back in uh, in the studio at uh, Urban Media Arts, a.k.a. Malden Access TV. Hallelujah. Yeah, the first time that we've been back uh, since the before times. I think the last episode we did, we were all joking about it, and we had like Lysol wipes and masks, and little did we know. Little did we know. Little did we know. And now we're reunited and it feels so good. We're, we're in the studio. Um, dear sweet Josephine, let us in. Um, yeah. I don't think she knew we were going to be here, but. Last time we were here, it was with Nick. Yes. yes. It was with Nick. Yeah. And the, and the metal band. Yes. And the death metal band. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome back uh, to Stay Scary Podcast, a very silly podcast about very serious horror. You're all verklempt. No, I'm schwitzen. You're schwitzen. Yeah. Well, you're schwitzen. I'm Lisa McColgan. <laughs> I'm Yin Kiefer. And, and here's our return guest. I'm Matt Ferrara. Hello, Matt. Hi, how are you? We're, we're good. Uh, what do you think of the spiffy studio here? This is nice. I like the absorption panels and it's got a nice... Put together by our friend Bobby Logan over at some studio. Yep. I think they're uh, having a little, a little show in the parking lot over. Oh yes. I saw that when I tried to park in it. Some studio. (laughs) Bobby, Bobby Logan has been putting on some mighty fine shows here in Malden Center and I'm going to be sticking around for that. There's also a truck pull one block over. Oh, Malden, huh? Malden, Malden Rock City. There's, there were big beefy guys getting ready to pull a truck. As I was driving in, some of the streets were blocked off. And I was like, either there's some sort of special celebratory event or somebody was killed. Either one is possible in Malden. <laughs> it's <right>? true. It's <laughs> true. Actually, there was a shooting very recently in Malden. A stabbing. A stabbing. A stabbing. Yes. yes, it got very stabby in Malden. It's get, it gets stabby in Malden, yeah. depending on where you are. Anyway. Yeah. Long running tradition in Malden. Yes. But no, actually. <laughs> Wait t- a minute. Today truck, is- truck pull. Yeah. Guys are pulling the trucks with their bodies. With their bodies. Oh, I didn't. It's a truck pull. Okay. Yeah. There's big, beefy, burly guys pulling a truck and grunting. Iron warrior stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of, you know, the the vast tapestry that is Malden. I could do it. (laughs) Sure. I could could pull pull a truck. truck. Well, I mean, hey. Anyway. uh, So uh, here we are in the studio uh, back again. And uh, I've got my. My, my celebratory uh, Terrifier 2 mug that I got in the mail the other day. It's pretty sweet. For nice. being a sponsor for Terrifier 2 because Terrifier was so fucking great that I had to pitch in and help my pals Damien and David Howard Thornton. Who was on the show. David Howard Thornton was on the show. He was a fine, fine guest. Yes, he was. Yes. He plays Art the Clown. So I've got a lovely Art the Clown mug here. And I'm drinking some nice, refreshing water out of. But we're not here to talk about clowns or David Howard Thornton. No. We can, but. (laughs) We can, but we won't. Um, We're here to talk about something that's near and dear to to, to Yinny's heart here. Earth. Earthen. Earthen. 
Yes. So. That's why I'm here. Because he knows. You got to have the male perspective on birth. And you've been through it uh, two times with one multiple. Yes. 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 My first two kids were twins and then a daughter later. So were you there for all of it? Yes, I was. I was worried because I was actually down in Salem apartment hunting when my wife went into labor with the boys up in Montreal. Um, and it, I got up to Montreal in four and a half hours. So, you know, you do the math. On so what, the boys were born in Canada. Going. They were born in Canada. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but um, I made it. Uh, <laughs> so. That's great. Yeah. And how was the birth? Was it like, it was, tell us about what happened. Oh, was well, it disgusting? I mean, yeah, actually, if you want like, <laughs> like horror story, I mean, Rachel will be really pleased that I'm discussing her birth uh, experience, but there was this moment where the twins, because one of them was transverse, one was inverse. Um, we had to, they had to be one born was, one was breach, one was breach and one was. Yeah. One uh, was sideways and one was upside down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so neither of them were in the right spot. Um, they were both premature and, and when I, so like, they're like, all right, we're just going to do this surgically. And so we go into the surgery and, you know, Rachel's got this little screen in front of her. Yeah. You can't really see anything that's going on. So, oh, at, they at didn't have point, the clear screen. No, no. It was just like a little curtain. A sheet. Yeah. So at one point she says, just, you know, you peek over the curtain and just see what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> if there were an Academy Award. Right. For like husband, straight face husband. Like I would have gotten it that year. Cause like, I just, you know, I looked over the curtain and I came back down. My expression was just completely neutral. I was like, everything looks great. But in my head, I was screaming in horror. Right. Cause like the only thing I can like describe it is like, they took some of her and moved it out of the way to get to the rest of her. Yeah. And it was all just right there. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So whatever organs are sitting superficially above the uterus, they've got to move over to the side to get to. And honestly, that is fucking disgusting. And I have to find out if my sister, all of her births, I think. No, I think the twins were cesarean. I'll have to ask. (laughs) Hey, did they move your shit over? To like move it around a little bit. That's your viscera over. Jesus, that's fucking vile. And and like, honestly, like the blood, like that wasn't so bad. It was. It was like the gloves on the, on the surgeon and just how like casual he was. Like he was like, oh, yeah. he was fake, like he was making a cup of coffee, you know, yep. <laughs> you gotta be casual. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be casual. So she's asking you to look, Could, can you tell me what it's like yeah. over there? You look over there and in your, in your mind, you're like, ah. yeah. everything's yeah. kind of, you know, everything looks great. Everything looks normal. It's yeah. The, the and, miracle uh, of birth. Yeah. That's man, that's harsh. Yeah. I, I attended a birth recently and it was, it was uh, the most recent birth that I had was a beautiful birth. She was an absolute goddess. And yeah, the, uh, it was a really empowering moment that I saw my client in and it was, it was beautiful. Um, but that's not how I don't, I think women are portrayed in movies, especially horror movies, especially with birthing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I looked at movies like Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. Um, I looked at movies like there was another one where, let's see, there was one called Inside, which is a French film. And I looked at a, a Prevenge, which is um, a dark comedy horror. But then I was like thinking about birth a little bit more. And I thought about Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Now, those are some messed up birth stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Zeus impregnated everybody. Yeah. 
And Usually through rape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he was a rapey yeah. kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was he a rapey. Was. Zeus was a little rapey. He was a rapey god. <laughs> it's a tad on the rapey side. Yeah, uh, yeah. Zeus. Yeah, not that we're making fun of, no, making no. light of it at all, but it was just a very commonplace to, for him to just you know, take whoever he wanted, whenever he wanted, but he got everybody pregnant, begat Dionysus, Athena, Perseus, uh, who killed Medusa, Artemis and Apollo, the twins, Hercules, Helen of Troy, um, uh, and Hera, his wife, um, conceived and birthed her own child just out of spite because she was sick of him doing whatever he was doing. So she was like, I'm going to get myself pregnant and I'm having this baby because she's an independent woman who don't need no man's. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Aphrodite was born from pieces of Cronus being thrown into the ocean. I think he was castrated. They threw him into the ocean and then there she came. Mm-hmm. Made from the balls of time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Forged from the balls of time. And how are you forged, Lisa? How was I forged? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't like to think about it, really. Oh, um, no, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I didn't mean to get like that far back you know, in time. Because, um, yeah, I don't really. Yeah. Because um, um, if you've ever overheard your parents having sex, it's it's a pretty traumatic experience. You could do a whole podcast on just the, just the horror of the that. Horror, <laughs> like when, when you realize, when you realize that that's what they're doing, it's uh, it's pretty awful. I think I was like, I don't know, like 11. Yeah. No. Listen, we're talking about, we're talking about, I heard them. Yes. I heard them. I heard them. It's, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Cause I mean, of course, you know, you're here, you know, they had to have done it. Right. At least once. At least once in my, you know, and in the case of my parents, at least three times, but you know, just having it not to specifically spawn. You don't really, you know, you don't, you don't think about that. They like each other. That's good. (laughs) I love my parents and they're probably listening and sorry guys. Now, you know, I overheard you guys doing the do. (laughs) How about you, Matt? You hear your parents. Um, I honestly, I think they probably did it three times. I'm sorry, mom and dad, but like just the idea of them like going through the effort, you know, uh, like it's like, oh, isn't entertainment tonight on? (laughs) Making the beast with two backs while the entertainment tonight theme is playing in the background. I mean, he's kind of just da, 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 at John Tesh. Okay, I hope my parents actually never do hear this. Well, at least they we were are, quiet. We are back. Yeah, at least they were quiet while the theme song was playing. Yeah. It's respectful. Josephine just like looked in the window and gave me a look. I don't know if they can hear what's going on. I hope not. So, so yeah, I think my kids might've walked in on me once. Really? Uh, I don't know, you know, if they were aware, I'm going to pretend that they didn't know what was going on because it helps me sleep at night. Mommy mommy and daddy were wrestling. (laughs) You were wrestling. I was just, and mommy was winning. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She she pinned them. Oh my God. But this is how it happens. This is how this is the miracle of life, the miracle of birth. And, uh, you know, 
it's 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 horrifying in and of itself and and then sometimes you have the devil's baby yeah like in rosemary's a lot of times it's the devil's baby yeah did you do you guys are you guys watching american horror stories yeah oh yeah that's right see i think they should just stick with that format the one and done like one story like you know like the old tales from the crypt because American Horror Story, every season, it starts out really promising and wild and crazy. And then it just like, I don't know, it just goes, it deteriorates and it goes bananas and it goes in directions that like, I think they're just writing it as they go. It depends on the season. I thought the first season with Murder House was good. Murder House was good. I actually, I liked 1984. I did like, I did like the horror camp thing. But American Horror Stories is good because it's just the one, one and done. And so they did the uh, the episode called Ball with um, Billy Lord, who's Carrie Fisher's daughter. And she wants to have a child. She desperately wants to have a child. And she's been in and out of this fertility clinic and this this nice receptionist. You know, she she says, I, I know that you come in here a lot and you've spent so much money and my heart just goes out to you. And then she kind of hands her this little statue, this like little fertility statue. Beware of the nice receptionist. Yeah, beware of the nice receptionist. That all that's all I'll say. So she says, put it under the bed. And, you know, so she does. And she has this baby. And now if you want to talk about hot sex, that was a hot sex scene. It was a pretty hot sex scene. It was scene. pretty good. It was a pretty hot sex scene. Um well uh, well the end was good too. The end was oh yeah, the end was, yeah, the end yeah, was sexy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, see that one. The, don't see the one with like the Santa Claus and don't see. Oh, I've seen them all. I hated that one. And I hated. I didn't hate the Santa Claus one. There was another one I hated. It was like the second to last one with uh, the people in the woods. I thought that was. Dumb. Oh, yeah. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. But and Ball was good. Ball was good. And I would have and... liked to see better out of Cody Fern because I love Cody Fern. Yeah. No, but I thought I thought Ball was a good episode because it really played into, um, you know, the desperation of somebody who's trying to have their own child. Um, and what you're willing to do, uh, to get that. And, uh, but then of course it takes that really crazy twist and I love Billy Lord. It took a couple of really crazy twists. That was, that actually was a very good one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to anyone who's trying to conceive and, and can't, and it is very expensive to go through in vitro and, Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff and the emotional roller coaster. And I mean, you're pumping yourself full of hormones the whole time. Right. You know, so that your body is like this really cushy and squishy place for this egg to just go and, you know, implant itself. And hormones are crazy. Well, yeah. Trust me. I know. <laughs> we, we all. As, as minor, as minor being leached from my body right now. Um, yep. Yep. Think, has, uh, has the perimenopausal fairy visited your house just uh, yet? Eh, probably shouldn't discuss. Oh, I'm it, sorry. But, uh, it's definitely well, visiting we di- me. We can discuss uh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to talk about how I'm drying up like the Sahara. <laughs> Arid. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it, having the devil's baby. So that was ball. That was that was yeah. well. Yeah, sort of. She was sort of having the devil's baby. Kinda. It's funny, a little like help. That, I mean, it's a unintentional pun here, but like birth is such a fertile ground for, for horror because it's like, um, you know, it's like, uh, like Lovecraft with the whole, like the fear of the unknown is like the most primal fear. Right. Like yep. 
And nobody remembers being born or people say they do, but I don't believe yeah. that for a second. Um, and so it, it's kind of like death in the same way where it's just like this thing that we all have to do, but nobody really understands it. And then there's like that, of course, all those other fears, like first time mothers, like, is it going to hurt? Is it going to be, you know, like, yeah. what's it going to feel like? Is my baby okay? This is a person I care about already, but I've never actually met. Like, I don't know what it looks like other than some ghoulish, like, uh, grayish or kind of blue, blue. Yeah. Yeah. like Winston Churchill looking yeah. wrinkly, wrinkly, wrinkly with all the vernix on it still. Like the <laughs> stuff that looks like cheese. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Remember? Vernix. That's a great name for a metal band. Vernix. We got the cheese covered in cheese. I was born covered in cheese. So speaking of covered in cheese, my, my favorite, my favorite birth in a horror movie is Bride of Chucky. Yes. Um, yes. And that is just, I just love, like, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy that plays the, the Lieutenant Preston in the film, like the older guy, when, when Glenn kind of bursts out of Jennifer Tilly's puppet and there's just that puppet blood and afterbirth that splashes him on the face you know and he is just he is not a fan you know like he's just like i i, I don't love this uh, but you know does uh, anybody yeah and it's just i don't know it's just so nasty and, and it brings up so many questions about like puppet biology well, yeah. how does puppet uh, blood happen yeah like do they have a heart like like obviously like, like there's like conception going on there there's like, fluids so what's going yeah. on in that puppet what is that puppet made is it a meat puppet we're all meat we're puppets. all meat suits yeah. we're all just walking meat suits yeah. um but that reminds me of um one of my favorite birth scenes and it's not quite horror it's it's more sci-fi is uh v the liz lizard baby birth in v oh my god when she had those twins my sister and i we we taped it we taped was we were obsessed with B and uh, we taped it on our Betamax because, you know, we were <laughs> we were at the forefront of technology at the McColgan house and we taped it and we just like played that shit over and over. She has the first baby and she comes out normal, but then she has the little slithery like lizard tongue and she's like screaming and they have to sedate her. And then all of a sudden there's like, there's another one. And it's making these horrible noises like. <laughs> And out comes this like slimy little lizard baby. And Tina and I were just like screaming, laughing at this fucking lizard baby. And we were obsessed with that scene. And we would play it over and over and over. And ever so often, I'll just text her a picture of the lizard baby because <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. I love that. that yeah. Didn't the, the relatively human one have like slit eyes, like snake eyes or something as well? Or am I just remembering? Um, Maybe lizard eyes. She might have. Yeah, but I also remember she grew really fast. She grew like an exponential. Like she grew up and like she was a baby in one episode, and then two episodes later she's a kid, and then all of a sudden she's she like a like full Heather on. Rourke from the Poltergeist. Movies. She looked a little like, like Heather Rourke. She had, yeah, she had blonde hair. Yeah. She's cute. Yeah, yeah. She had a little bit of the Heather Rourke. I yeah, I remember that. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. That's right, <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Mm. <laughs> I love that fucking I I, I got to find out if they got a model of that fucking lizard baby. Yeah. Hey, you know, like alien babies 
I had to, I, I sent you guys the clip of Prometheus where uh, the, the main character, she like slits herself open in the uh, machine and gives herself a cesarean section. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was badass mm-hmm. and talk about Lovecraftian, like that yeah. thing that came out of her. And I was thinking, I, I forgot because I, I'd seen it a while back in its entirety, but she leaves it in the chamber and runs out of the room. And I'm like, you didn't blow up that chamber after you took that thing out of you. Yeah. Like what's wrong with you? That thing's going to grow and it's going to come back and kill. And I think it was, I think it grew. And then I think the crew goes back and goes, Oh my God, there's a thing in that room. It's like, you should have killed it. Why? Yeah, Why I, did you not do that? It, you know, at least put a sign like, don't enter this room. There's like a terrible thing in here. You know, like, I mean, you would do that for a wet floor, yeah. but not like a face hugging alien. I wonder what that sign would look like. like do not enter <laughs> wet floor or alien baby. Well, the alien baby definitely, you know, there's, you know, the Geiger original designs is very right you know, dickish to begin with. So <laughs> kind of terrifying in a, in that. In that sense it's as well. Tentacles. It's all purple. Or the, the eraser head baby. Yeah, I was gonna I was just about to say, are we gonna talk about eraser head? We, we should probably talk about eraser head. Also looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. What doesn't look like a dick? Everything looks like a dick. This microphone looks like a dick. It does actually. <laughs> well. <laughs> Get a little closer to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just lean in. <laughs> I said, oh, it looks like a dick. What you got there? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering a, a nightmare, the a nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the dream child. And uh, I didn't see that, that one. That's, that's number five. But, uh, you know, also they talk about, you know, how. Uh, Tell it. Well, how. You're how, the Freddy lover. I'm, I am the Freddy lover. Uh, I think it's the third movie. Yeah, it's got to be the third movie. How. Warriors. Uh, Huh? The dream warriors. It's dream warriors. Isn't when she she meets the nun and and the nun describes uh, how Freddie was conceived. Son of, son of a thousand maniacs. So, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 demon spawn of a thousand maniacs. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. What? Yeah, that's gross too. That does happen. Son of a thousand maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Remember, it's alive. Do you remember it's alive from nineteen seventy four? Uh, no, well, 1974 oh, was Larry Cohen, taste. but that was, I just remember that was a movie that like we all talked about when we were kids. I don't Rick remember. Baker did the makeup. Um, yeah. So it's alive. The one film you should not see alone is the, is the tagline <laughs> and it's, uh, see it with someone you love. Yes. <laughs> I love taglines for like the, the prevenge tagline was like killing for two and she's got like the <laughs> pregnant belly they oh have my this God, child prevent, they yeah. have this child that has like fangs and claws and it kills the doctors and the nurses in the delivery room and like takes off to a skylight <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's good wow i i completely yeah yeah now i gotta go rewatch that one but that was like a movie that like we all i just remember in elementary school talking about it's alive like that's one of those movies like oh you know Gotta see it. It's full set of teeth. Full set of teeth. Claws. The whole thing. It's alive. Yeah. So prevenge. Let's let's talk about. Let's can talk we, about prevenge. Can we talk? Did you guys? Did you guys all watch it or no? No. So I you can just tell me. About it. It. Oh, all right. uh, sit back and I'll tell you a story. Okay. So Alice Lowe uh, wrote this, directed, and starred in it. This was a movie that occurred in 2016, and the, during the whole movie, the premise is that um, dad's dead. And so uh, the main character is hearing her 
baby daughter talking to her and saying, mommy, you have to kill them. You have to kill them all. You know, it was just, ah. oh, yeah. So the baby and, and it's funny because the, uh, the midwife that she sees during the whole movie is played by, uh, oh God, she was in Game of Thrones and she was also in, in another movie that was really good. Um, but anyhow, um, so the baby's muttering to her during the whole movie to go out and kill everyone, kill them all. And, you know, you see everything from the point of view of the the birthing mother who's saying, you know, like these people really don't have any um, redeeming qualities. And, you know, you see how they are and you don't really feel bad that they're getting killed, although the mother is, re- you know, remorseful afterwards. Um, but then somewhere and and. <laughs> Like the first person you see her kill is this guy, I think, called Disco Dan. And <laughs> yeah, who's running this, like he's DJing at a bar and he's like this repugnant figure wearing this like 70s curly wig and like bad bell bottoms. And he's really sloppy looking. And here she is like, you know, out to hear pregnant. And she figures out a way to disguise her pregnancy and she gets him drunk at the bar, like feeds him shots and mm-hmm, stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then you know, to get him back to his apartment and seduce him. And she finds out just what a real pig he is when, when she gets back. And then like he puts his hand like on her belly and feels the baby kicking. He's like, oh, you're pregnant. And he's revulsed by this. You know, this is disgusting. And then mm-hmm. um, there, there's this like thing. And then she cuts his penis off and you see it drop to the floor. And it's, wow. yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> See, that should have just been the, instead of like killing for two, she cuts his penis off and I would have like already watched it. And and then, so she goes to another person that, that was involved in her, her husband's death. And um, it's a job interviewer. And she's like, well, you'll be having this baby before we get your stapler assigned to you or something like that. And um, it just kind of shows like how prejudicial um, people are towards women. Uh, when they're in in that condition. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you unemployable. It makes you unfuckable. It makes you, you know, all sorts of other things. Mm -hmm. And so she, you know, she dispatches that one. Um, But, you know, her, her feelings of guilt are assuaged because the baby's telling her to do it. And then at the end, she's got one more person to kill that's involved in her husband's death. Yeah. And she, before she gets to him, she has the baby. The baby's normal. She thinks it's going to be a monster baby. Yeah. But then she escapes from the hospital to kill the guy because she's like, no, I wanted to do this. It wasn't the baby. It was me. Hmm. So it was kind of it was actually like, yeah, kind of an empowering movie. I'm down. Yeah. I'm still probably going to watch It's Alive first. Yeah. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. Do do the thing. Just not alone. Just not alone. Yeah. You're not allowed to watch it alone. Get get Kevin to watch it with you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that Kevin will watch with me, but I don't know that he's going to. I don't know that he's going to watch that one. I'll watch it with you. Oh, aren't you nice? <laughs> Let's talk about Rosemary's Baby because, Rose like, that's Mary's the one that's every baby. you know. Even though you know we shouldn't, is again, it's one of those things. Like Polanski is like such a scumbag, but Rosemary's Baby is such a fucking great movie. Yeah. I mean, it really is a fucking great movie. Gotta love Ruth Gordon in it. Ruth Gordon, Ruth Gordon, just you know. You got to drink it. It's it's got nutrients in it. It's got the chalky undertaste. It's got the tannis root. Chalky undertaste. (laughs) If you drink something and it's got chalky undertaste, it's it's drugged. 
Yeah. There's drugs in it. There's drugs in it. And it's, it's she did get roofied. She there got, was roofies in the pudding. That's right. Oh, yeah. Because it was the pudding that had the chalky undertaste. Yeah. It wasn't the drink. It she the, got roofied. It was with the, the moose. It was the, the moose. That's right. And then, you know, you, you go to sleep and beware of Ruth Gordon's bearing moose. Chocolate mouse. <laughs> they, they called it mouse. Chocolate mouse. And then she's on the bed and then she she's waking up in the middle of the night. And then there are these like, you know, devil eyes. Yeah. This isn't a dream. This is really happening. <laughs> Are we sure it wasn't Zeus? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, uh, there's so many, so many roads. Well, in you Rose, could go down with Rosemary's, Rosemary's baby. baby. You've got Catholics, you've got devil rape. You've got um, all of them, witches. all of them, witches. Yep. Nice. Uh, women's sovereignty over their bodies. I wrote that down. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's true. Because That's she true. she ends up, you know, for having the baby as she conceived the baby. Like she was blacked out, you know, in another place when, you know, she was gotten pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the movie, you know, they, they drug her and take yep. the baby and then tell her it's dead. Like she's not going to hear it through the wall. Yeah. Like what the hell? What have you done to its eyes? <laughs> Yeah. Not his father's legs and his feet and his yeah and his ears. I'm like, what does this baby look like? Yeah, see, and that's what's great about it. So it's better not knowing what the baby looks like. It's a goat baby. It's a it's a, it's a black Philip baby. Uh, <laughs> author Evan. I really yeah. yeah. Um, 1967 writing style. There's very little like there's like never any metaphors or similes. There's very few adjectives. It's Really, just like matter of fact, yeah. Something chilling about that, where it almost feels like a document. Wait yeah. a minute. So, Ira Levin wrote, and then she passed out, and all of a sudden, she's being raped by the devil. Uh, it was, no, but or it wasn't like this steamy, like Danielle Steele, Jackie Collins, and the devil mounted her with desire right right yeah and, there's not a lot and, of that and his flowery. throbbing member and, and he parted her like the red sea <laughs> and his throbbing member pulsated next to her quivering thigh his his forked member <laughs> you think it's his forked hel- his helmeted warrior <laughs> his fiery mushroom <laughs> Did you miss us, Matt? I did. I, did. I mean, I don't know how I, how I got through. Has it been like 15 years of pandemic at this point? This Feels great. that way. Oh. Now we're talking stupid on the God. on the podcast. Again. I suppose if we're talking about horror uh, birth scenes, I should probably bring up Charisma Carpenter from uh, the Buffy. Oh, yes. Series. Yes. Because she had like a couple of those like some demon like impregnated her and she went, woke up pregnant and had a baby. Like there were a few How many times like does that, that happen to a person? It happened to her at least twice on the angel show alone. She's really unlucky. And that mm. the second time it happened, the whole story arc was her getting pregnant because she was pregnant in real life and then fired. Right. And so, <laughs> so the real monster here. Uh, well, yeah. Joss, Joss Sweden, right? Like, he, yeah. Like, treated her like shit. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. So they, they wrote in demon, demon rape and demon uh, pregnancy twice. And like, a bit, like, think about that. 
Yeah. How? So she like, what does one have to look like or present like to, in order? Not that, to, not to like that, spawn like a like multiple writers being like, you know what storyline we need for her is she gets pregnant from a demon. Like I was like, didn't we do know, that once already? Yeah, that's know, okay. You know what? I'm 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 going about this all the wrong way. It's not how she presents. It's it's more like teach the demons to stop raping. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, we should start like a Kickstarter for that. Like like a yeah, teach demons to stop yeah. raping. Stop raping demons. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Creepy demons are all over the Stephen King novels too, you know, and like they just need to, they need to chill out. With their, yeah. Mm. Give me a rapey Stephen King demon. Uh, the the gunslinger. Um, and and um, I did not. I'm like so sad. I'm, I'm a bad horror person. Yeah, I'm a bad horror connoisseur. Mm. No, you're not. But you he know what, a Stephen? Lot less, a lot fewer drugs these days. So. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, no, but Stephen King, you know, he talks about like parenthood an awful lot mm-hmm. in his um, in his books and the human, the kind of what you were talking about before. It's like you have just so much love for this little person or this little thing and you would do anything for that. And it's it's, you know, it, it, it's kind of scary. It, yeah. That's scary. That's why like evil children are so frightening to me. Like and I guess to him too, because after he wrote Pet Cemetery, he put it in a desk drawer and and did nothing with it, and only published it to get out of a contract where he still owed them a book. Well, we could uh, actually look at Gage Creed as having been born again or yeah. been birthed yeah. from the cemetery, right. right? Right. Yeah, that second birth, right? Welped from the from the dirt womb. Hi. I just made that Hi, up. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> it's like when he cut. Uh, no the, the Achilles tendon. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. the scene. That is the scene in the Fred in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes dead is better. Um, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Mr. Gambini. <laughs> Just to throw that in there. And there's a lot more birth horror movies than I thought. There's like, you know, I was just kind of like scrolling through and and thinking and realizing how many that I've seen and how many that I I still haven't seen. Um, you know, like I said, I completely forgot about It's Alive, but um, yeah, I was just kind of thinking about, you know, how historically um I was actually just kind of going back to like Tudor England and, you know, you had a baby like Maybe the baby would live. Maybe the mother would live. Maybe they'd both die. And thinking about the the rumor, you know, and the and the folk ballads that that came out about um, Jane Seymour, the third wife of Henry VIII. Oh, okay. And like she's because she, you know, she she was put on a pedestal because she gave birth to uh, Prince Edward. You know, the 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 long awaited male heir. But she died um, shortly afterwards. But you know, the ballad was either cut her open to save the baby, you know, um, because everybody knew how desperate uh, to have a male heir. And so, yeah, there were folk battle oh, folk sure. ballads about, you know, the women were pretty dispensable back. Yeah. Then anyway. yeah even. Yeah. She, yeah. Jane was totally, totally dispensable. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if you think about it, you know, women were in villages having children. Uh, other women were helping. They were attending the births. Mm-hmm. And uh, oftentimes Women who had too many children or babies die on their watch were accused of witchcraft. Witchcraft, yeah, yep. sure. Yeah. If, well, I mean, even I think even now, the United States, for being as developed country as it is, we have an abysmal oh yeah um, uh, mortality rate for 
you know, especially women of color. Yeah. Yeah. Pine Ridge Reservation has like the highest infant mortality rate um, in North America, Ugh. like higher than Haiti. You know, like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. There's issues here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've heard so many stories about uh, women having to, you know, being proposed a, a C-section even before birth time, you know, doctors going away on vacation. Um, mm-hmm. So let's schedule your C-section for such and such time. It'll be so much better. Um, medicated birth. Um, or the extra stitch for the husband. You've heard oh, that story. Yeah. That oh, the, husband stitch, the husband, yeah. the husband, stitch. the husband stitch, um, so fucking, but, but it's true. It, yeah. That happens That's in so some cases. They don't, they don't do that so Ugh. much anymore. Um, but, but, but it was thing, something that they did, oh, you know, and, thing, and yeah. up until fairly recently, you know? Yeah. Um, and in the United States, pelvic health for women afterwards is still like practically non-existent. I mean, you really have to go out yourself and, and find a pelvic health specialist to recover mm-hmm. it from down there. In France, however, you get a pelvic health, you know, PT, like coming to your home to show you what exercises to do to get everything back into and that's uh, why yin is, order. That's why Yin is doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Even if Lord. she has gross pictures on her phone. Want to see? Got to keep, got to keep that thing purring <laughs> like a kitten. Want to see something cool? <laughs> No. Want to see this baby coming out? No. <laughs> you want to see this placenta? <laughs> so gross. It kind of looks like the tree of life, Lisa. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Great. And this is why, you know, I, I, I do not have children. Oh, I didn't even like tell you about the time I had to get, uh, I had to walk down to the uh, steps of Newton Wellesley Hospital with a placenta in my hand. No, you did tell me oh, about tell walking with a placenta oh, in your yeah. hand. yeah. I never thought I had to walk around with a placenta in the hospital to meet the person who's going to um, desiccate it and grind it up and make it into capsules. Yeah. Did that. I used to watch cats eat their placenta. Really? Yeah. Because we had cats and they'd have babies and. The cat eats the placenta. Now, I have a theory about It's pretty gross. I have a theory about that. Okay. Because I think that animals eat their placenta in the wild to keep predators from knowing that there's a young thing there that it can eat. So. Why would a domesticated cat do it? Because it's an instinct. Well, yeah. And why would a domesticated human do it? Instinct. I, so to I feed yeah. the demon. So like, all right, let me let me uh, yeah, let me ask you. Like when you had your kids, did you immediately go? You know what would really hit the spot right now? <laughs> My placenta. <laughs> that thing. Can that you filters. just take that? Can you just take what that out mantra? and slit and just put it on a hamburger bun My, with some coleslaw? No joke. My dad. My mom asked my dad <laughs> to go out to McDonald's and get a, a fillet of fish sandwich. After she had me. I'd rather eat placenta. (laughs) Oh, that. My mom was like, Kurt, can you go to McDonald's and get the placenta? You know, not the placenta. I'm sorry. (laughs) Filet, 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 placenta. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to propose Limited time only. McRib and McPlacenta. Trying it out in select areas. (laughs) Da, 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 da. I'm eating it. It was funny. I did see this video. <laughs> they had these um, different ways of, of dealing with the placenta afterwards. So you can dispose of it at the hospital or birthing center or whatever. Um, you can have it taken and desiccated and made into capsules. You can actually 
you know, take it along with you and chop it up and put it in a smoothie. I've seen women do that. Or, yeah. Or. Just trying to keep my breakfast down. They have this thing called a lotus birth where you've got the baby, you've got the umbilical cord, and then you've got the placenta in a basket next to the baby. And you kind of let it all be together until the umbilical cord dries off and separates. Some people believe that. Some people <laughs> continue. Some people believe that it's it's less violent than going, ha, we're gonna cut you, you know, yeah. like right away, you know, cutting off the placenta. Okay. Personally, I mean it really I think it's whatever your brain feels right about, you know, the thing. There is no medical evidence that points to a benefit of eating one's own placenta. Okay. So in the medical community, the more, you know, yeah, there's no, there's no, um, there, there haven't been enough studies to really say, Hey, this is really something you should be doing. And in fact, um, like in the days of COVID, they're actually finding that the placenta is really great for filtering out. Like, you know, if the mom gets it, baby's protected. Okay. Because, you know, like the placenta is doing its job. So like, so why the hell would you want to eat it? It's like, like, it's like eating your. Well, I, I, I like liver. I'll eat liver, or, and, ugh, which is see, a, that's, it's, which it's is a filter. filter. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is a filter. Yeah. I mean, your heart is a filtration system. If you want to think of it that way. And people eat, you know, awful all the time, you know, so I don't know. In Montreal, we um, donated the placenta and the. Of uh, other stuff, the umbilical cords and yeah, whatnot. Cord blood to, um, or stem cell? For stem cells, because we could in in Canada. Did that you was... keep your Did you keep your stem cells? No, we just donated. Oh, uh, that's nice of you. Yeah. You can bank that. You can bank um, your own your stem cells and keep it for yourself, so that if anything happens later in life, you've got it, and you can like have them propagate it, shoot it into like your kneecap or. I should do that. Whatever. <laughs> Because well, I'm planning on living forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing was go- ever going on down here. I, I am childless by choice. Nothing going on but the rent. <laughs> yeah, nothing going on down there. Um, you know, you're the mother of a tiny nos. I am the mother of uh, I'm the mother mother Mephisto. of many cats. Um, Footfoot, a couple of asshole cats, Mephisto and Footfoot. As listeners probably know, cat mom. Do we have time for a really quick cat story? Yeah, we sure. got time. So, always, always kind of related cat story. because it's a black cat and it's in, takes place in Salem, so it's kind of a horror story. But, Ooh, did it um, give yes. birth? No, did it, it eat its placenta? Is it the black cat that lives on the grounds of the uh, Seven Gables house? No, oh. it, it was our cat that we <laughs> oh. got from okay. um, a shelter at the in January of 2020. So it was what I like to think of as our our quarantine cat. Yes, right. So we have this cat for a while, and. We put in our air conditioners in the summer. At the end of the summer, we take the air conditioners out. Right. And so then it gets hot again, as it does in Massachusetts sometimes. You know, it just suddenly it's hot again. Oh, we took them out too early. My daughter gets the idea in the middle of the night that if she just opens her screen as well, the room will get even cooler. <sighs> so the cat gets out. Yeah. And we put up signs and whatever, and a month or two goes by. And so the cat's gone and kind of give up hope. And then we get a phone call. Oh, there's a black cat down in at the waterfront. So I go down there. Sure enough, there's a black cat. It's just like my cat, you know? And so 
Uh, What's your cat's to, name? What's his Jackson. Name? Jackson. Okay. And uh, so we go to the shelter. We try to get like one of those humane traps. We bring it back down there. I put tuna fish in there. Nope. <laughs> wow. Matt is a wild gesticulator. He was so was, excited about this story. I just, so to make a long story short, I try to catch this cat. I can't. And then eventually, after days of going back to the same area and trying to catch this cat, it disappears. And I'm like, oh, I've lost the cat twice now. A couple months later, in the middle of the night, I wake up to the sound of, of a cat crying in my basement. Black cat down in the basement. I'm like, oh my God, he's back. <laughs> he came back. The prodigal son has returned. Yeah. Everything is wonderful. Except the cat's like completely feral now. Right? Oh, and so I was like, oh. yeah. So I was like, I, I contact the shelter. I'm like, I'm going to have to bring this cat back because I got small kids at the house. I can't yeah. have this feral cat. Mm-hmm. Bring it back crying, right? Because I'm like, I failed this cat as an owner and blah, blah, blah. I'm crying. I get home. I get a phone call. It wasn't my cat. Oh. It's a different black cat. And then so it dawns on me like, was the cat down at the waterfront? The same cat that wasn't my cat as well? Like, have I been chasing somebody else's cat for months? Ghost cats. Yeah. Like the um, goldfish that keeps <laughs> dying yeah. and your parents like put a new one in the fish for bowl. Sure, yeah. You just yeah, don't know. Apparently I had like a little tracker in its neck and they and they scanned it and they were like, no, that's not your that's cat at all. It's somebody God. else's cat. But I mean, happy ending for whoever's cat that yeah. was. Yeah. Cat back. And then, oh, it's, a very it's, not your cat. it's a very Salem story. <laughs> yeah. It's a very Salem story. So, How many black cats live in Salem? Got a lot. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's, one that, there's one that hangs out on the grounds of uh, House of the Seven Gables. And every so often they'll take pictures. Oh, and he's a good, you know, pretty. the cat that lives at Seven Gables. It's the, it's the Seven Gables cat. I see him on their Facebook feeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 when I used to, um, when I was volunteering there, you poke around in the bushes and stuff and get a little scritch here and there. Good kitty. All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we just veered off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I watched one other pregnancy okay. movie called Inside. And it's, yes. It, did you see it? I have seen Inside. It's it's a French film by Alexandre Bustillo. The, the French make some really disgusting movies. And Julian Moore. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be like the the big new wave, like great, you know, French horror movie. Yeah. Starring Alicine Paradis and Beatrice uh, Dallet. Mm-hmm. And the stabbery is like ridiculous. There's so yep. much stabbing and blood in this movie. And you actually see like her water and like the water breaking is pretty dramatic. And then like fluids are coming out and it's like that's dramatic, too. And it all happens on Christmas Eve. I talk about a Christmas story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's eye stabbing. There's like hairspray and lighters and burning people's like half their heads. An in utero point of view and Ooh. yeah you see like yeah. baby going ah you know like when things are happening it's 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 weird it's weird it's a weird fucking movie yeah yeah it's a it's a home invasion movie gone like really really cuckoo crazy yeah and like the cops are just useless the whole movie i feel like there's a and there's a cesarean there's a forced cesarean at the end yep Sorry. Like a, a birth cam in one of those awful look who's talking movies where you say yeah, oh like, god. Oh yes god. yes with, with your pal kirsty alley oh yes she she blocked me on twitter or did to she add to my collection of uh celebrities or so who, so, who all has has blocked, blocked you me. all right so um scott Bayo, his his Chachi. his wretched wife uh i'm also blocked by uh kirsty alley and i recently discovered Gene Simmons. Really? Oh, yeah. The yeah. demon himself. I don't know why he blocked me. I'm sure I said something. 
And eight, as I said, eight Nobody year old likes him. Eight year old me would have been horrified because he was my favorite. The demon was my favorite. Um, fifty year old me is just like, nah, he's a putz. You know, Gene Simmons is a putz. But yeah, back to Kirstie Alley in those movies. Yeah, there's like weird in utero scenes. Uh, aren't there like three movies? Yeah, I just remember like Bruce Willis being the voice and him being like, hey, send some juice down. I yeah, remember like yeah. those little. The first one was like, okay. It was cute. The second one was Roseanne was his sister. Oh, I yeah. didn't even see yeah. that. No, and there was a third one. I was one. done. It was but it was animals. So yeah, it was, it was like, like who's Danny talking DeVito now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was just, like yeah. it was all a money grab after the first one. I thought I yeah. was like f this. So you know, Kirstie Alley. Sorry, I, I loved you as Savick, but you know, <laughs> oh, she's awful. She's yeah, a, she said some crazy things recently. She's dreadful. She's yeah. the replacement Shelley Long, as far as I'm concerned, right? Like, she was just like, oh, cheers. We're not done yet, but she's done. So let's just get in somebody let's else. Just, let's yeah. just get Kirstie Alley in yeah. there. And yeah. is the same. Wait a minute. She said on. Um, and she's a Scientolahole <clears throat> and they don't let ba- they don't let mothers scream during birth. Oh, that's right. It yeah, has to be a it silent has to be birth. a silent birth. Elrond says that uh, otherwise the really? baby comes out with engrams or. Speaking of horror births, yeah, Jesus oh, Christ, yeah right. Scientology births. Oh my gosh, a quiet place. That birth, oh. she couldn't make yeah. noise. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> white knuckling make, the whole can't thing. Can't make noise. That's a Scientology <laughs> birth. You're not allowed to. Apparently, uh, Tom Cruise's uh, ex there. What's her name? Oh, Katie, Katie yeah, Holmes. Katie yeah, Holmes, she yeah. she was she was informed when giving birth to Suri to zip it. She she had to have a silent birth. If you had a silent Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I was, um, the first birth that I had with my son was, um, I, I was young and I had like no idea what I was doing, but there was plenty of sounding that I was doing like up until I got the epidural. And, um, I actually like sang through the contractions because it was controlled breath and like coming out. So I was able to like you hold the s- note. You sang. I, I would, I held a note. Fascinating. It was like an ah uh, sound, but I, I, I did that. I remember doing it in the shower or whatever. And then, um, did you poop on, on the table? Yeah. 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 Cause you, I, you poop yeah. on the table. Yeah, you do. Everybody poops on the table. Well, uh, well, when my mom, when my mom, <laughs> when my mom was having us, they would give you an enema. Yeah, that that's old school. They'd give you an yeah. enema. And I remember I, I when I was born, uh, that there wasn't time. It was either when I was born or when my sister was born and there wasn't time uh, for them to give her an no, enema. No, she was asleep when she had you. Well, yeah, me. she she fell asleep. She fell asleep because <laughs> she was so relieved not to be pregnant with me anymore because like she was all swollen up and I was a horrible horrible baby but I came out like nice and smooth I didn't have a pointy head because I just like I just came right out because she was so relaxed <laughs> so I didn't have the pointy head so I think it was my sister she because you know by the time you know my sister came she's she's the youngest like you know just like she was just ready to shoot that kid out and they didn't have enough time so they didn't have enough time to give my mother an enema and she shed on the table <laughs> and she was so happy and she was she was just like <laughs> You make it sound like she was the demon having baby. She was, she, she could not have been more delighted to have taken a shit all over that birthing table. <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> well, the second birth that I had was, was 
actually a lot better, but I ended up um, getting the epidural and I started getting really frustrated because people are people when you're pregnant, people are really condescending. Like they want to touch your belly. They ask you questions and, you know, you just want to go about your day. You're tired, you're big, you're whatever. And, you know, so even in the delivery room, they're like, you're doing such a great job. This is wonderful. And I'm like, I'm not doing, I I looked at them. I said, I'm not doing a great job because if I were doing a great job, this baby would be out by now. Where's the birthing bar? (gasps) You want to use the birthing bar? Yes. So it's it's this bar that they can put like right over the bed. Do you think you can get yourself up there? And I'm like, I asked for it. So like I climbed up on the bar and I squatted and there she went. Yeah. Which goes to show you, it is the stupidest way of birthing to be on your back. Do not birth on your back. As, as we've done so many generations ago out in the, the peasants yes. out in the, out in the field. That's how you're supposed to have a baby. Yeah. And then you just stick it on your hip and keep working. Get under a tree, dig a hole, have the baby, leave the placenta there. See, there's no eating the placenta out in the wild either. Yeah. Well, not for me anyway. All right. Bury that, bury that shit. <laughs> Some people do. Somebody buried their placenta and then the dog dug it up and started running around the yard with it. Who? This, there was a birth story that I heard about a lady that buried her placenta out in the yard because she wanted to nourish. It was like this Nourish nourishing the, the land. Yeah. And, Fuck you. And then yeah. ended up. <laughs> Trees need me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dog's like, what's that? And all of a sudden he's running around with that's the placenta. That's nature mocking us. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you want to help nature? Guess what? Dog's going to go. The dog's going to come and dig that's up major. your placenta and drag it, drag it into the house while you have people over. Imagine trying to get that away from a dog though. Like yeah. depending on. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Please. Like, Please that. drop it. Now you've got to touch it. And you're running out into the street. Put that placenta down. Now we're going to have to get rid of the dog. <laughs> It's right. <laughs> right. I'm washing that dog. It's like, how do you have a garage sale after that? You know, like no one's going to come to the house with the with the placenta eating dog to buy their like old Tupperware. It's not going to happen. <laughs> That's the dog that ate her placenta. She buried her placenta and the dog dug it up. She should have just ate it. Like Can you else. believe that, Karen? <laughs> So my my sister's name is Karen and she has the best mask. It just says, fuck you, Karen. Right? She I love it. I love it. Take she, it back. Yeah. Take the name back. She's embracing her yeah. Karen. Yeah. She started a collection of some of the Karen stuff. Some of the Karen stuff. Great. Hey, you know, if you can do. Yeah. She buried her. <laughs> Dog dug it up. And I just don't want my children playing over there. Can you imagine what else she has dug up in her yard? Can you imagine? <laughs> Brenda, can you imagine? Brenda, of course there's a Brenda. That Barry, has to Barry be in a movie. Placenta That's in a movie. Is also a good death metal band name. Let's buried do it. The placenta. Buried, buried placenta. Buried placenta. Feed the dog. We got to call, call those rhodium plated guys and see if they want to. And can they write a song about burying that, placenta? Buried placenta. Buried placenta. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. No, but that what you just the little dialogue that you just did. Yeah. Like whatever movie that you have, use that in the movie. Whatever movie that I have. What, whatever movie you've got. There's like, a movie in my, in my she's head. Writing a movie. There's always a, there's a movie playing in my head 24 7. She's always writing a movie in her head about it's something. About something. Yeah. 
Buried right. placentas. Buried. She buried her placenta in the yard. That's a good I mean, opening is that, line. Is that good for rhododendrons? I mean, I've heard <laughs> that coffee grounds are really good. But I don't know about this placenta, Joyce. I just see them waving at the neighbor. You know, the neighbor, the, the neighbor's coming out, like carrying like some big plastic bin of something, you know, or going on, going to Costco or something and then waving. I go, oh, hi. Hi, Kate. Hi. She buried her placenta. <laughs> it's in the Tupperware. It's in the Tupperware. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they have bulk placenta at Costco. <laughs> she brought something to the pocket. Hot luck, and I am just not okay. going to touch it. I'm not eating it. I'm not eating that. Whatever it is, what is it? It's like the, it's a hot dish. It's a placenta hot dish on it's a like, stick. Goulash. <laughs> I know people that will not eat other people's food. Oh sure, of course not. Well, like, I mean, because because well, probably because their kitchen is filthy. Because we're all yeah. filthy animals. Yeah. If you don't wash your chicken, do you wash your chicken? Yeah, we wash our chicken. How about you? You wash your chicken? Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if I'm not eating it, I'll just wash it. You gotta wash your chicken. Every day. Just scrub <laughs> <laughs> the chicken. How you doing? I just, I just like the way I just like the way it feels. <laughs> he seems to appreciate it when I wash it. Is this chicken. chicken alive or dead? Does it, it matter? It depends on when, Does it matter? In the process. Is it in the, is it in the fridge? I wash or? it to death. <laughs> oh, look, the feathers are coming yeah, off. I pet it so hard. <laughs> I, I love this chicken. What the clock are we talking about? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I think we, we might yeah, have hit the wall, y'all. But- <laughs> Where are we at now? Uh, we're at a How little over an hour. Okay. So that's fine. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah, we, we talked about some birthing yeah, things. Yeah, we talked about, we talked a lot about placenta. Yeah, placenta. Yeah. Well, that placenta is, is horrifying. Oh my God. It is. Hor- so I did this hypnobirthing oh, class with this couple and um, they, I, you know, it was a Zoom class. I showed them the video of the birth and then I'm like, and then, and then they did the, pl- you know, placenta part. Uh, no, I think we were talking about, we we're just talking about placenta that day. We're talking about birthing the placenta. And so I showed them the birthing the placenta video and then I cut back to them and they were both like this. And I was like, do you not know that this is part of it? Yeah, No, they didn't know that. And he didn't even know that you, that you, they, they usually ask the the man if he wants to cut the, or the The cord, the cord. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I have to do that. And I'm like, well, you don't have to. Charlie Manson bit through the cord for his baby with Mary Brunner. Of course he did. He bit through it. Right into the umbilical cord. It's a, <laughs> it's a psychic, it's a karmic exercise. This is the child disengaging from its mother and going out into the world. I don't know why I'm using that voice. You gotta raise it. You gotta Charlie. raise it. You gotta raise those children. You don't raise those children. You let them raise themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you got anything to, to, to pimp, Matt? Um, well, since the last time I was on here, my I put out an album. It's on Spotify and Apple Music, all the streaming services. It's called Echo. Cool. Uh, produced by Tim Alexander. Okay. Letter Seventeen Studios. It's pretty cool. Uh, sounds great. Yeah. So check it out. All cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ian? Mm, nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah, we got nothing. We're we're back. You know, we're we're back trying to trying to get back on the. 
podcasting bandwagon. Yeah, now that now that we're in this slick ass studio. I like Zoom. Zooming was okay, but this is so much better. Zooming was exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I get enough Zoom anyway. Yeah. And recording on Zoom was was tiring. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. But now we're in the studio and Josephine let us in. Thank you, Josephine. Big ups to Josephine. Uh, yeah. So you can uh, you can hear us wherever you're streaming, um, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Uh, we're going to get a proper website up and we are on the social medias. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram. You can check us out. Stay scary pod. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it for now. And we look forward to bringing you more stuff. Thanks for waiting around for us to come back, everybody. Stay scary. <laughs> <laughs>